Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I'm Jay Warmke. And I'm Annie Warmke. You are. And today we're going to talk about the truth about recycling, or is it all really just rubbish? Yeah, so, I'm not going to laugh about that. I one know you're you're saying this is serious. This is serious business. And and you know, since we're kids, we always heard the you know reuse, reduce, no. recycle. No, we have not. Okay, since kids today, uh, yeah. I don't think you're too old we to have ever been we, a kid. <laughs> we, <laughs> we heard you're supposed to not uh, litter. Yeah. That no, I remember thing. electricity is penny cheap, you know. So, yeah, we were we were basically raised in a time of consumption and we're paying for this now. We're still living in a time well, of consumption. Well, we are, I know, Jen. but it was it was glorious consumption. Oh, glorious. Waste okay. was good. Yeah, waste you know? was good. So now we're saying, okay, reduce, reuse, recycle. And 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 it always feels like every time we come up with a good idea, the deeper you start looking into it, it's not always such a good idea. Um, and this is really where we're coming to, we're approaching this in recycling, because the whole goodness around recycling is not necessarily as good as some of the alternatives. And, and I'm kind of dancing around it because I don't want to paint it like it's a bad thing. Yeah, but here's the deal. It reminds me of, uh, you know, everybody gets on the ship. Maybe this is a bad analogy, but I can't help it. They all get on the ship. All right, I'm wondering where you're going. And on everybody's this. like, okay, now the captain says we're all going to do these certain kind of things. And some people go to one side of the ship and go, all right, I'm going to, I'll try. But most of the people hang back. And over the voyage, eventually everybody goes to one side of the ship. And the ship tips over. That's right. And at the whole time, it was just baloney. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say baloney. I, I almost I was didn't. a little worried about that. <laughs> I almost okay. Didn't. So so, but the the sort of the party line on recycling is recycling is good. Um, we as Americans are not the best at recycling. We've only been recycling maybe about a quarter of the stuff that could be recycled, um, but. It's it's better than the alternative. I think the danger is that we think problem solved. I, I mean, that's where I'm approaching. That's part it. of the education piece of what I'm talking about is everybody thinks that they're being so good because they're doing. I'm this. recycling. People will say all the time, "Hey, I'm I'm doing my best. I'm recycling," and I just look up and go, "Whoa, that's amazing!" Okay. Because so you buy that you know one use bottle, a little plastic bottle, and you think, "All right." Yeah, not so good for the planet, but that's all right. I'm recycling it. And you feel like when I recycle it, it somehow magically becomes another bottle and the impact on the planet is not so good or not so bad. Um, As it turns out, and since we're picking on plastic, it's it's come into the mainstream a bit now that China was the number one recipient of most of the United States um, recycling garbage. Essentially, we're shipping um, about half of our recycled plastic to China. And recently, around 2016, um, China just said, hey, we don't want it anymore. We're we're generating our own trash, right? Yeah, but um, the other half was going out into the ocean. Well, a lot of it was. You know, I mean, we were re- there is some legitimate recycling. You know, some of it gets turned into those landscape timber type things. Yeah. There are some, but I it's think the minuscule. danger that we're looking at is we think 
the problem is being solved when in yes. reality it is not. Uh, so China stopped accepting it. A lot of third world nations have stopped accepting the garbage. So then what happens to it? Well, with the plastic especially, it piles up in recycling centers. And now a lot of those recycling centers are finding that they are going to the government saying, we need permission to just dump these things in the landfill. Or as it turns out, in the ocean, you know, and the ocean ends up being this huge um, waste container for all your plastic for yeah. all your plastic bottles. Where then what ends up happening is what's called plastic threads. And this is the outgrowth of all this plastic. And so these plastic threads are in everything now. Sure. They're in every bite of fish you eat. They're in almost all the water you consume if you drink municipal water. They're, I mean, we're filled with these plastic threads now. I have this vision that years from now, you know, when they're uh, years, many, many, many millennium from now, as they as the archaeologists look at this society, we will be the thin layer of the earth plastic. where plastic is located. <laughs> it's like coal, but we're you know, we're the plastic scene, the plasticine yeah. era. I think there already is a plasticine period, but but we'll be the new plastics. All right. So so here we are. Well, before we you get on to that. I want to just say, How just to just to define, say. I know, because you're going to say, all right, enough about the problem. But I, I will just say only 9%, National Geographic did a study, only 9% of all the plastic that has ever been produced has ultimately been recycled. There we go. This is That's worldwide. Amazing. So 91% of it. And it takes, on average, this plastic about 400 years to deteriorate. Now, we haven't been making plastic for 400 years. So basically, 91% of all the plastic we have ever produced in this world is still sitting around somewhere, floating in the ocean or buried under the ground. Or well, Again, though, it's going to be you know, a variety. So if I look at how we've used plastic, when we created a greenhouse with two-liter plastic bottles, those bottles have been sitting there for 15 years in the sun, day in, well, we don't have it every day, but we have sun. and um, It's always sunny at Blue Rock Station. <laughs> that's right. And, and those bottles have not deteriorated at all because we just had to repair a wall um, and take some of them out and put them back in. However, we did build a shower once out of gallon milk jugs, and they began to deteriorate right away. Think of that. You're drinking milk out of a jug that's ready to just break down in a heartbeat. Right. And it did. I mean, it was like weeks, weeks. And it, the chickens really, loved it. I know. They came they and destroyed the bottom, them. so we had to take everything out and start over. That struck me as weird, that whatever was in that plastic, the chickens wanted to eat. Yeah. So... All right. Well, when we talk about recycling, most people in their mind, in, in our culture today, recycling is handled in what's referred to as single stream um, processing. But wait, what are we going to do about plastic? What, what, We're going to fix the problem here. Reuse and repurpose. All right. We'll fix the problem. First, I want to define the problem. Then I want everybody to wail and gnash their teeth a bit and say, oh, my gosh, the world's falling apart. Then we'll fix it. This is the way we work through these things. So she's giving That's me this. That's just total baloney, uh, too. Another, no, another baloney. This is a two baloney show. So, <laughs> all right. So most people are dealing with recycling in a, in a single stream. Um, uh, where what you, does that mean, a single stream? They take all their recyclables. Dump them in, you know, the oh, trash can okay. that's for recycling. Mm -hmm. And then it gets picked up 
and magically disappears. And what what's ending up happening is it goes to a essentially a sorting um, facility, at which point they have to sort out what is you know get the plastic separated from the glass, separated from the paper, separated from the cardboard and the metal and things of that nature. And one of the things they found is about 30% of what goes into the recycling bin right off the bat is considered garbage. So in that sorting process, about a third of what is considered recycled is actually then thrown into landfill. Well, we used to see that because we, I always said when I was building the house, um, with a house that we made with tires and cans and bottles, that um, we make, you make deposits we make withdrawals and it was amazing i got hundreds of canning jars just people throwing them in with bags in there and sure well that gets to a thing where those could easily be reused which is is kind of when we talk about reduce reuse recycle recycle is in the right position right third choice well there's also all kinds of other things first choices should be reduce well reduce don't buy it yeah, reduce. Try first. and use That's less. Right. Mm-hmm. Try and use less packaging. Second one, reuse. You know, if you can use this this idea of a one-time use container is a fairly new idea. You know, we were talking about this at lunch here today, you know, where we were saying uh, you know, the idea of a plastic bottle. It's it's not that long ago when most people when they received a bottle, it was it was a reusable bottle, you know. You would get a, a case of Coca-Cola or whatever, came in glass bottles that you then returned and they were washed and reused. I mean, that's a much more sustainable process than a single use. But we're not holding corporations use. accountable for the mess that they're making. They're taking the profit and their shareholders are enjoying it while the planet is going to hell in a handbasket. Sure. Well, so you say, all right, it's cheap. It's very inexpensive for, say, let's pick on Coca-Cola, uh, to make single-use plastic Coca-Cola bottles as opposed to putting in the whole infrastructure of going out, collecting up the bottles, washing them, reusing them. Um, so they can just make this, and then it gets thrown away. They have externalized all of the costs yeah, of the disposal no of that bottle. No. So what would happen if we have taken this idea of – cleaning up the ocean, cleaning up the environment, that the cost of that single-use bottle is 25 cents. Well, this this is feminist economics. This has been around for a long time, and that's the cradle-to-grave concept, that if you create something, you are responsible for it during its entire life. So if you make that plastic bottle, it's got to come back to you, and you have to figure out what to do with it, and it's not about throwing it in the dump. Yeah, and one of the problems I, I see personally is some governments have tried to address this by saying, okay, we're going to put a deposit on these bottles. And then you create – you basically put the onus on the consumer. You're going to charge the cost, them for the – The true cost, yeah. yeah. you're going to charge them for the deposit, and then you're going to require them to return it back. So you're putting all of that – it strikes me that you would just say, okay, Coca-Cola, if you want to produce using this method, well, here is the cost that we as a government are going to impose on you – and then we'll take care of the cleanup. Well, there's the problem. We need a different government. Well, <laughs> we need a different form of government. That sounds like another show, huh? No, yeah, I don't. No, we must have another form of government because we can't afford the true cost of these ways of working and de- doing business because they're totally skewed to the rich. 
And so they take what they want, and then they leave us with the mess. So we have islands the size of Texas, or maybe bigger, that are plastic. We have all these fish mm-hmm. that are dying and animals that are dying from the plastic, and we are dying from the plastic. Right. So it sounds like it's what what we're saying is is some sort of anti corporate. Um, it's not mindset, some sort. but we're, we're saying really serious. No, I know you are, but I, I'm trying to <laughs> to walk the middle line here, and say if if we can identify an actual cost of Coca Cola producing a plastic bottle, if there is an identifiable cost to society for that bottle, that it strikes me Coca Cola should pay for it. Well, they wouldn't be able to to afford to produce it if they had to deal then with they come the up health with a issues. better idea. That's right, and go back to yeah. glass. And maybe. that's how capitalism works. Or maybe do away with Coca Cola products, which are uh, not fit for human consumption. Or go back to reusable bottles. I mean, whatever. They'll come up with a better solution. These guys are clever. The reason why they're using these plastic bottles is because they are it's allowed cheap. to yeah. externalize all cheap. the costs. That's right. So let's come up with uh, some way of holding their feet to the fire. And we're starting to see this in well, some. Stop societies. buying their products. Well, that's what you, you vote as a with consumer. Your dollar. Yeah, every dollar is a vote. And if you say, I do not like the fact that our oceans are full of plastic, don't buy well, them. Well, Coca Cola is not the only. I know, we're picking on yeah, them because. Well, it's just a good name Because but they're so huge, they're not listening to us, no. so we're not going to get into it. But trouble. I'm amazed at how much plastic, everything in plastic. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. And even though I try hard to purchase things, that are in glass or in metal or not in anything like fresh vegetables and fruits. Um, But everywhere, I mean, when I see, so we haven't had any of those plastic bags that you get at the store because we try to have reusable bags for that. So there's a good example of something you could do for reuse and repurposing is get your bags that are made of cloth or they have plastic ones too and stop taking home those single-use plastic bags but the bread bags we have tons of them it drives me crazy okay well let's take a break here in the middle (laughs) and say take a break from being crazy and say you are listening to when the biomass hits the wind turbine with jay and annie warmke reminding you it is the end of the world as we know it annie and i hope so Thank God. <laughs> you almost messed up our no, tagline. I, I'm telling you, I'm thinking about all those right. bread bags that it. Okay, so you're eating organic bread in a plastic bag. In a plastic bag, and then there is the plastic bag, and this yeah. is why it feels sometimes so hopeless. It is. It is frustrating because even those companies that are trying to do the right thing still fall back on, and there's a lot of reasons for it. Plastic is a very convenient. Uh, medium for storage and transportation and all these other kind of things. One one thing that occurred to me, I remember when we were in Germany one time, it was remarkable to see the customers in grocery stores, when they went through the checkout line, there was like a table and they were taking all the packaging off of the products they just bought. Well, keeping everything that's in a liner inside. Right, right. But basically, because they're mostly walking home and they've got just one little bag or two bags, they're getting rid of the packaging and leaving it at the store and saying, okay, Mr. Storekeeper, it's now your responsibility to deal with all this packaging. Well, the store then, I'm sure, will eventually respond by saying, let's have less packaging. If I've got to deal with it, I'd prefer not to. So then you, they start putting pressure on their suppliers and say, can we begin to reduce the packaging? 
and and that's that's all good. That's the reduce, reduce, reuse. Um, we can we can come up with some solutions here on reuse, right? Uh, one of the things I mean, you've hit upon recently, which has been kind of fun, is oftentimes when you 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 can just bring your own little. Um, single-use uh, leftover container that you might get at some restaurant. Uh, oftentimes now they're using really nice, you know, plasticky yeah, ones. They, they last. And we just wash them out, carry them with us. And if there's leftover food in the restaurant, you just reuse your own little container. We also have our own utensils for eating, which right. is really great to not use plastic. So you carry around in your purse some, some utensils, uh, leftover containers, you know, what else are you going to carry? <laughs> I don't know, but I will say, and this is just because of who I am. I'm not trying to put this on anybody else, but I'm always looking for ways that I actually can do something that makes a difference in the short term, not just the long term, because my whole life has been try- kind of a long term sustainability test. But so things like planting trees, uh, easily planting trees with sticks that you can ram in the ground. Things like having my own utensils in my purse so that I'm not using plastic and also the reuse containers. Um, Those are all things that even though what I do is not going to change corporate America. If I could, I would, honestly. But it does make me feel better about my lifestyle and what I'm trying to accomplish. And we see people who come on tour all the time who are saying, oh, I want to live like you do, and so in five years I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you can start today. Today you can get yourself a pair of chopsticks when you go to eat the next time and then just get a little bag and keep washing them and put them in there. You don't even have to have a special pair of chopsticks or a special knife and fork or spoon. You can get a, there's lots of containers. There's lots of little cotton things you can put food utensils in, or you can go online or go, I don't know where a local store would have them, but you can go online and order cute little ones for gifts for everybody for Christmas. And everybody could you know, have their own, and you could practice using chopsticks. So basically what you're saying is you may not be able to change the world, but you can change your own behavior. That's right. And, and that and changes other things. That's right. It changes other things in your life. So Well, I found when we talk to some of the waiters and waitresses and you bring out your chopsticks and you bring <laughs> out your little, you know, reusable container and they all go, oh, that's a good idea, you know, and, and one person at a time. And then when people start doing this, then it's like the the reusable bags in grocery stores. Uh, when you first started doing that, the people in the grocery stores would look at you like, <laughs> they just are you back insane? Off. Like, yeah, they wouldn't yeah, even help you yeah, fill up like, the bag. Oh, it's like, okay. it's your bag. Yeah. It's all your you thing. you got to deal with it. This is weird. But I will say that what does happen is it also identifies people who are thinking about this issue and they talk to us. So one of the places that we like to support um, – in the little town near where we live is a, re- is a restaurant. And so we've gone in there. Uh, I'm not sure what we had when we went in there because it's not a place where you normally would have chopsticks. But um, a few weeks ago, one of the waitresses just couldn't wait because we hadn't been in there for a long time. And she had to tell me that she'd gotten a reusable cup for uh, water and it and it was um, a kind that had a metal straw and that she was so proud that she now had the ability not to accept straws anymore. Oh, I know, because we always say we don't want a straw. 
And she was so proud of herself to tell me that she was doing something, anything that she could that was going to make a difference somehow. But then that changes other things in their lives. And, and, and maybe then there's some kind of groundswell and we finally stand up to these corporations and say, we're not buying your sweet drink anymore because it's killing us or we're not going to buy that because of the packaging because it's killing, you're dumping it in the ocean or whatever. Um, okay, well, when, when I was doing a lot of research on all of this, much of which we're not going to touch on here okay. during this show, <laughs> but um, one of the things they like to emphasize is, we don't want to say plastic is bad. Well, we do want to say yeah, that plastic it is, bad. is bad. It's bad for everything. Right. So just assume if you're purchasing something used, that is packaged in plastic, and um, and don't heat it in the plastic because right. that just infuses that's, those plastic. That's a threads. whole nother issue. That's a horrible, horrible. But one of the things that was stressed over and over is Americans are really bad at recycling plastic properly, um, and that it is actually better to just throw the plastic away from an ecological point of view. Then, yeah, but they're burning um, it. Well, they are burning it, but what we're saying it's is bad. often if it's if there's um, the wrong kind of plastic in a bundle, they will they will destroy the whole bundle. So um, you want to recycle. So if it's not a recyclable bottle, just assume you got to throw it away. Well, let me so say none that, of those little vegetable containers or right. whatever. But but we've used bottles for a lot of things oh, in sure. our building. I mean, we have a greenhouse, a really wonderful little greenhouse that's made with two liter bottles. We've we've finished walls where we filled in holes with bottles. We've cut them and made light with them. I mean, there are things you can do. We use them as um, containers for nuts and bolts and. Um, things like that. So right. So scoops. you can reuse them, but the world would be better off if we didn't. Absolutely, need to. absolutely. All right. So if we're jumping down from plastic, plastic bad. <laughs> glass, glass isn't necessarily bad. It's mostly silicon, but the problem is because of the way we use plastic, there is very little demand for the recycled glass. Also, so, we have different kinds of recipes that are used for glass, and so they can't all just be put together. They have to be because one can contaminate the right. other. They, so. so they're sorted. Uh, they're melted down. They make those little beady type things. And then they use that in the manufacture of new glass. And it's actually a fairly um, efficient system when it's working properly. The thing is most municipalities don't want to recycle glass because there's not a big demand for it. But if we got rid of a lot of the bo uh, plastic, if corporations had to go back to using glass, then yeah. it would be a huge. Demand. And I would, I would venture to say, in my very un, uninformed, unscientific. Wait, you have several pages process, of I know, but it is informed, but it's still very uninformed. I would think glass better than plastic, or or just about anything else, yeah. because it just is a, has a long life if you don't drop it. Now the metal containers tend to be recycled pretty well. Um, if they're the we call them tin cans, but they're really steel. Um, if they're magnetic, those can be recycled pretty easily. There's a pretty good demand for for metal. But and aluminum the, is bad. Aluminum and should yeah, be using aluminum for anything. Aluminum has its problems. Although it is true that to recycle an aluminum can takes less energy than to make one from scratch. But that's not. That's like saying, you know, this evil is a little worse is than but, that but evil. But aluminum has a lot of consequences for humans. Right. Now, paper, paper, office paper tends to be recycled pretty easily. 
And there's, it's actually one of those success stories where a lot of our office paper, a lot of our paper products are being, especially newspaper, if I recall, it's some in the 60, 70% range. And cardboard also. Now, one of the problems with cardboard, though, is you want essentially clean cardboard. You don't want grease stained. tape on it and stuff. Well, sometimes the tape, but the, the grease, the, the food. Yeah. Um, but it's mostly going to have tape. So we use cardboard in the garden for the first layer of mulch um, to hold the weeds back and hold in the moisture, or the warmth, or the coolness, whatever. Um, we also have used it a lot in some of our building techniques. And, and cardboard can be composted. So can yeah, paper. Yeah. So that's what I would say rather than to haul it away and use the energy to do that is it could be put through a paper shredder used as mulch, used as litter for a rabbit or a... Vermiculture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it has it has many other purposes besides just uh, putting it in the dump. Well, one of the things that I found surprising as I was looking into this is I always thought I knew how to recycle, but I really did not know how to recycle. Um, there's a lot of good advice out there on, on what you should do, but... Um, Cardboard, paper, that's not that hard. As long as it's dry and and relatively clean, that's good. Glass, um, some people have told me over the years, oh, you got to wash that, you got to sanitize it. Not really. Um, As long as you don't have it like half full of food, uh, if it's it's just a bit of – it does not have to be washed. It's going to be washed as part of the recycling process. Same with aluminum cans. I want to say about cardboard, though, that tape – that is on the cardboard. When okay. we, when you're we, fixated on no, the tape. No, but I'm saying that it seems to me that it would contaminate <laughs> the cardboard because it is a, it is sort of plastic, and I would question that um, because I will tell you that if we leave a piece of tape on the cardboard that we put in the garden, it'll be there for forever right. unless we I know. collect they, it. Up. What they do is they they pulp it, they screen it, they oh they probably put yeah it they through a sieve. they do they they screen all okay. through that. So so bear in mind the tape. It's gone. Gone. You just you you <laughs> just don't like plastic. Um, so you want to get you want to clean, get rid of the food waste, but you don't have to wash this. No ceramics of any sort. Those things cannot be recycled. Um, no Pyrexes or heat resistant glasses. You don't want to use those. They can't. Um, you don't want broken glass in there. Mirror, window glass, all of that's bad. Um, light bulbs, no. Cathay ray tubes, you know, like television sets, although we're getting more to flat screen. Stuff in those I, you things. know, when I went to the recycling recently, somebody had put in like three or four televisions. I know. I've seen and, that. And then I think, oh, that's going to be bad. So um, with the – so essentially what we're – I guess the bottom line we're coming to is if you're relying on recycling and thinking that that is going to solve the problem of your consuming something – you got you got to think again. You're lying to yourself, right? Really. It's a self delusion because first off, we've already found that from all the plastics ever manufactured, only nine percent have ever been recycled. So essentially, you're saying ninety percent of all that plastic is just going to end up in the waste stream. So and it's going to be four hundred years. You know, it struck me when I saw one of those like plastic bags. When they hand them out at the grocery store, I, I literally didn't think much about it. You know, with paper or plastic, I prefer paper. But when I realized it takes a thousand years for that bag to go away, 
now, nine times out of ten, I'll just say, no, you know what? I carried these things up here. I can carry them out. Yeah, that's what I don't we do need often. a bag. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, consume less or be a be a annoying consumer. Complain, complain yeah, to I the think, store I think all that's the, the time. Thing. Because even though I've complained often about like open carry for guns and things like that. Um, cause I don't in really your wa- grocery store. Yeah, I don't really want to. I don't want to go to the grocery store with people carrying a weapon on their shoulder. I I don't trust those people, but uh, it doesn't make any difference. And who knows? Who knows what complaining would do? But it's worth the effort. Okay, be an annoying consumer. So you've been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. We want to thank our producer, Adam Rich, and we want to thank you for spending just a wee little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother probably told you while eating from a recycled uh, bottle, reused bottle, the secret to a happy and sustainable life is? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Play nice with others. Okay. Clean up your own mess and eat your vegetables, Jay, out of glass containers. All right, Mother Earth will sing and her children will be You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at blueRockStation.com. Blue